Welcome to the Vault Studios Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all fantasy football info. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Lewis Glover, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Corey Easley. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Uh, long time no see. I know. It feels <laughs> like it's been forever. We, we we miss one week, and it feels like I haven't seen you in a in a lifetime. What's been going on? Uh, you know, just making sure I get my time zone straight. But other than that, um, <laughs> just, <laughs> just a normal, normal grind. Yeah, the normal grind. Yeah, for for f- to pull back the curtain, reveal behind the scenes. There was some uh, time zone and uh, scheduling issues last week. We were supposed to have a guest on, and there was, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll let it slide for for Corey because you know he doesn't have any experience with dealing with the US to Australian time zones. He's, uh, you know, I am we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let we'll let we'll let that one slide. And uh, but all that matters is we're back this week. We're heading in to week six. We've got a packed show. But before we get there, as always, let me remind you that our show is brought to you by Breaking Gods Memorabilia, who are bringing you some of the best authentic sign helmets and merchandise in Australia. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Breaking Oz. And for those uh, watching on YouTube, we appreciate the support. And you can see the Breaking Oz logo in the top right-hand corner of your screen. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Breaking Oz. And also stay tuned because there is a big, I mean big, announcement coming from the vault studio in the next day or so uh regarding breaking guards in the vault studio and some stuff going on there so keep your ears peeled for that all right man there's been some huge uh pieces of news in the nfl uh some good some bad and 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 really i guess we we need to start with the with the biggest news and, and some some rough news was that Dak prescott suffered a compound fracture in his ankle last week he's had a successful surgery rehab's going to be anywhere between four to six months and he'll be back uh i mean it just sucks for dak he was having a lights out season he was you know in and around the mvp conversation even though the team itself sucked almost like last year surprisingly right um he was playing on the franchise tag so which sucks he couldn't get the long-term extension done with the cowboys they've since come out and said that you know Dak will be a cowboy for life. Rada, rada, rada. We'll see if that eventuates, whether Stephen Jones gets that deal done. But really, man, this just sucks. This this one just stinks. To see every like, like no one dislikes Dak in the NFL. I think everyone likes the dude, whether you're a Cowboys fan or not. I know I certainly do. So it just absolutely sucked to see Dak. And you know, it was emotional scenes. Dak was emotional. His teammates were emotional. Um, yeah, just 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 shitty, shitty situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, you never like to see um, anyone go down with an injury like that. That's just brutal. Um, like, hopefully, he doesn't have any complications, like, you know, anything like that in his rehab or, you know, any infections or anything like that where that could jeopardize his season or his career even. But, um, yeah, hopefully it all comes back good. And, you know, I really think, you know, despite you know the injury he's pretty much going to be in the same situation he was going to be in regardless just probably without you know i guess with a little bit more of an injury history but it was a freak kind of injury so um you know he's either going to be franchise tagged again and getting tagged at that higher even higher number um or you know he's going to get a deal so um yeah it's it's really tough to see as far as the Cowboys go and NFL goes, because we lost, um, you know, one of the one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So, yeah, ab- absolutely. Now, from a fantasy football perspective, obviously, if you drafted Dak, you invested quite highly in him. Probably somewhere in that fifth, sixth round, maybe in in, in single quarterback leagues, maybe even in the second early third round in superflex leagues. So, superflex leagues, you're probably hurting badly. Uh, single quarterback leagues, not so much, right? We've seen there's plenty of other guys who can come in and get you points on a on a week-to-week basis. Andy Dalton's coming now. He's going to be the starter. I like Andy Dalton as a, as a fine, you know, back-end QB1, early QB2 type option. I mean, the weapons around him are phenomenal, right? We've got Cooper, we've got Lamb, we've got Gallup, we've got Dal- Dalton Schultz, and we've got Zeke as well. So there's a plethora of weapons for Andy Dalton to have, arguably, um, the best that he's ever had in his career. 
Um, certainly the best he's ever had in his career, even when he had prime AJ Green. And it, he has posted fantasy-relevant seasons before. Now, the Cowboys' offensive line isn't what it was at the start of the season. It certainly isn't what it used to be. Uh, Tyron Smith looks like he's going to be done for the year. Uh, yeah. I think I think Looney is still hurt. Uh, there's a bunch of guys banged up on that offensive line. So it's certainly not – when you think Dallas Cowboys and Dallas football, because of the reputation they've garnered over the past four or five years, you think of this monstrous fortress of, of offensive line. It's just not that way anymore. And it is kind of sad that that, that that absolute force has been wasted because you know they had Dak on a cheap deal. They had this great offensive line. And they just, you know, list listed away with with Jason Garrett and conservative play calling, and and really couldn't do capitalize on the opportunities that they have. But what it means for fantasy going forward, I think it's a slight downgrade for the receiving core. Uh, you know, I, I do think it's a step down from Dak to Dalton. I don't think that's a a bold take, but I don't think it's as far as people might initially think. Dalton is a competent starting NFL quarterback. He. Could have been a starter uh, for certain teams. He could still be the starter for the Bengals had they not decided to push the button and go full <laughs> rebuild. Like he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, I, in my opinion, in terms of his talent and it is his resume of what he's done. He just happened to be stuck in a dysfunctional franchise that the Bengals are. You know, could this be a Carson Palmer situation where he gets out of there, he gets into a better situation, a team that wants to throw the ball? Uh, I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. The defense we've seen is just dog shit (laughs) it's terrible it's terrible um you know uh we we could get into a whole a whole scenario and conversation around the decisions the cowboys have made in the last 18 months about personnel but that would take the whole show uh but suffice to say for me i think you know i think dalton is a fine pickup if you've already gone and grabbed him uh good for you i think he's very serviceable week to week uh in and in terms of a um of a starting quarterback in you know 12 12 team leagues. Yeah, for sure. I don't think, um, I mean, you're grabbing Dalton to replace Dak and like, I think he's going to be serviceable. I think he's going to be right around, you know, your average quarterback type production, which he's always been. Um, in some weeks there'll be a spike in some weeks it will be a bit more brutal, but, um, as we've seen from the Cowboys so far, like no, no type of quarterback play was going to save them. Uh, currently in their the way they're playing defense so right. i mean Dak, Dak was playing out of his mind and they're still you know still struggling so um that being said i still think any Dalton will be productive i think you kind of have to worry about those you know the the receivers um maybe taking a step back a little bit cd lamb's been amazing um amari cooper has been amari cooper um <laughs> shots Fair. That's the him. Very, very, very good. You mean? I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But um, I just think <laughs> I think um, you might have to just yeah see see how it goes um, with those guys. Obviously, if you're in a pinch and you got bye weeks coming up and happening this week as well, that you know if you can't afford to bench those guys, that's fair enough. But um, I think we have to kind of take everything that happens from now on with a little bit of a grain of salt. So, Yeah, yeah. And I'll just say Amari Cooper doing Amari Cooper things, wide receiver 10 with only one touchdown. So let's go. Snaps for me, Amari Cooper, baby. Uh, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just say it, man. Just do it, say it. All right, let's move it on. Uh, in a move that was, I guess, surprising, but not really when you consider the organization that's done it. Arguably the worst free agent signing in recent memory. Le'Veon Bell has been released by the New York Jets. Uh, he earned $27 million for them for oh, about 16, 18, 16 games he played for them or something like that. He, you know, he rushed for about 40 yards in total, had like half a touchdown. They just, just truly an awful, awful uh, spell in his career on on the Jets. Le'Veon Bell. He's been released now. There's about four or five teams who are in competition for his signature at the time of recording. We don't know where he's going to land, but apparently the decision is imminent. Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, and a handful of other teams have been touted. Uh, Corey, where do you want to see him land? Where do you think he's best suited? If he landed on the Patriots, that'd be amazing um, in that offense, especially with Cam there. I think they were up until, you know, the COVID happened. Uh, they're the number two rush offense in the league. So um, 
I would really like to see him land there. That would be a nice pickup because that just gives him another person to throw to as well. Because I don't think the, I mean, we'll get into Le'Veon Bell a bit more later, but uh, sure. Yeah, I think I think um, that would be a nice spot. Obviously, the Chiefs would be good too. Yeah, that's the big news. Uh, and I did go out and I made a few waiver claims just to get LaMichael P. Ryan. I mean, this is a guy you're probably going to be able to jam in your flex if he can, you know, start to get work away from Frank Gore. Frank Gore's been pretty much rusted by everyone because Bell was on IR, but P. Ryan was available. Ah, you know, they might want to see what they have in the rookie. Uh, there's not much to say there. You don't get too excited about it, but with the running back landscape the way it is, if you've got a guy who's potentially going to get 50% of the work, even on a terrible offense, and you know with bye weeks and COVID and all this shit, P. Ryan is someone that might end up being in your flex for one or two weeks. So yeah, he's someone I've been picking up. But yeah, that, that, the, big, the big news there is, is Le'Veon Bell being released. Darvin Cook, stop me if you've heard this before, but Darvin Cook is injured. He's uh, He's got a soft tissue injury, groin, uh, not Weird. too severe. Weird, it's right? Weird. Yeah. yeah. I love my boy Dalvin, but shit, come on. Got to st- stay healthy, man. It's not that severe. Uh, he, may- he may be out this week, which would put Madison into a, you know. Uh, love Madison. I know. I know you, I know you love Madison. Uh, he's, 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 he's good. He uh, could, couldn't get that fourth and one done to win them the game. But, you know, Mad- Madison had, had a good game. He certainly had a good game when uh, – with with Dalvin Cook going down, and they've got a beautiful matchup this week against the zero and five Atlanta Falcons. Um, so if, if Cook if 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 Cook is out, Matt fire up Madison for sure. Like he's obviously a he's like a top fifteen play on the week. I would say he's going to be chalky AF in DFS. So I'll probably be yeah. steering steering away from from there, fading the chalk on that one. But yeah, he's he's very much playable in in season uh, you know in, in redraft leagues and all and all that kind of stuff. So um and you know in deep deep deeper leagues you know uh mike boone is someone who might get a couple of carries as well I, and i love mike boone just dude he, he's a freak athlete he's like, like got, got crazy plays, burst. yeah every time he plays he does something good and he just right. never never plays so. yeah that's <laughs> the thing i mean he's stuck never third played. on a depth chart of a great like running back group right i mean arguably behind the cleveland browns the vikings running back room is probably okay the car the cowboys is pretty good but that's probably like your top three running back rooms uh yeah. on a honorable mention to mike davis as well who's just been bawling out in the absence of uh, christian mm. mccaffrey made me look like a clown because a few weeks ago i was like i'm not buying the mike davis uh mike davis uh you know hype and he's certainly proven me wrong and the panthers have you know hot take alert the panthers have looked maybe mm. a better offense without christian mccaffrey maybe. um yeah and they <laughs> gave him like the largest running back contract in history oh well you don't pay him oh funny that let's yeah huh, Le'Veon bell uh-uh. maybe probably yeah. shouldn't have paid him christian mccaffrey questionable todd Gurley, david johnson you never pay running backs stop doing it Anyway, yeah. um, that's that's Dalvin Cook. Uh, you alluded to before, but but Cam Newton is going to be back now. He's been activated or he's tested negative, whatever the protocols are for, for COVID. Cam Newton is going to be back under center for the Patriots. They're going to go put a hurting on the Denver Broncos at home, and Cam Newton put him in as a top ten quarterback yet again. Yeah, I love Cam. Um, yeah, I think obviously he's probably just chomping at the bit to get back out there. So. Um, it's kind of, I guess, yeah, and know, he's not been I, sick either, right? He's not been sick, he's been he's fine. He was, he was asymptomatic, so he's not been dealing with any symptoms. He's not like, not he'll have been, he'll be in an isolation, but he'll be able to work out at home, stay active, um, continuing to study the playbook, working with the, the virtual team meetings, all of that kind of stuff. So, I, I expect Cam Newton to step right back in where he left off and be a fantasy contributor right away. And he looked very, 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 very good. Uh, and then the final name I've got on my list here, Corey, feel free to add any uh, once we wrap up this one. And that's Keenan Allen. He left the game early with back spasms, fucked up one of my multi-bets. Thank you, Keenan Allen, because uh, <laughs> I, I was coming in hot on that one. But Big Mike Williams, my guy, Big Mike, looked phenomenal. Uh, contested catches all over the place. Uh, unfortunately, they're going into their bye week, so... If you went and picked up Mike Williams, you're not going to play him this week, and Keenan could be back. But with this offense, with Justin Herbert on the center, they're throwing the ball more. He obviously has got a hard-on for Keenan Allen. He's targeted mass like 35% market share at the moment. But Mike Williams is making plays. And a little nugget, a little nugget that I 
teased out of Hard Knocks way back when, which seems a lifetime ago now, even though we are in week six, there was a clip, and I never really saw people talking about it too much, but Anthony Lynn, he said, if a guy performs well in practice and in the game and he does what we ask of him, I will go to the offensive coordinator's office and tell, make a point to say, feature this guy in the game plan this week. Now, whether that holds over from week five through to week seven with all the practices they have going on, that kind of stuff. But Mike Williams came out and, and was phenomenal, right? He was just making spectacular catches. He looked great doing Mike Williams things. Uh, and, and I just think that he's earning himself a bigger role in an offense, especially in the absence of Austin Eckler, who still isn't going to be back for a, probably a couple more weeks at least. So I do think that Mike Williams could see a, a more expanded role going forward because he offers something so, so different to Keenan Allen. I mean, they sort of paired together. They, they're an incredibly diverse set of receivers that, that give the, the, the Chargers a, a bunch of options. So what are your thoughts on, on Mike Williams? I'm going to leave Mike Williams there, but I'm going to say by all pass catchers in this offense. Um, this offense, this passing offense is, I think, number eight in the league, and they've faced the toughest passing defenses so far. Um, I listened to Warren Sharp say that um, today on the ringer. So um, the issue has been the play calling. So um, the Chargers just refuse to throw the ball in prime situations like early downs. Um, but Herbert and this passing offense, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say it's weird that the running back, that the team that has a former running back coach as a as a head coach, doesn't want to throw the ball on on early downs. Right. I mean, analytically, they're making huge mistakes. Like they could definitely take advantage of what they're doing offensively in the passing game. Um, you know, and the reason why I'm buying everyone in this offense as far as pass catchers go is because their schedule gets so much easier after the buy. Like they mm -hmm, don't mm -hmm. play. Um, a decent pass defense pretty much the rest of the season. So for the amount of, you know, ability that they've shown so far against the toughest in the league and now the rest of the way out, they have, you know, cupcake pass, pass defense schedule. Um, look to take advantage of that as much as you can. So if you can get Keenan Allen for cheap um, because he is banged up. I know he did. He has flashed with Herbert, but I think you could still probably get him for a decent price. So, um, Definitely try to get him and grab Mike Williams while you can. Yep, uh, I, I agree with that. And I'll just add a couple more bits onto the end of that and we can move on. Uh, Hunter Henry is playing on the franchise tag this year. Now, I don't know whether they get a long-term deal done. They may or may not. But someone I'm scooping up in, in deeper dynasty leagues, certainly, especially ones with a tight end premium or start multiple tight ends, is Donald Parham. Um, who's who's scored a touchdown this this season? He you know he came out of the XFL. He's an uber athlete, like just a freak athlete. And I think he might have the chops to be a starting tight end in this offense if if Hunter Henry does in fact move on. So that's a deep little a dynasty nugget that I'm that I'm on there with Donald Parham. Thanks, thanks Lewis. You're gonna do my homework for me for uh, dynasty sleepers for DFS. There you go. You're you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, just uh, ten ten percent onto my PayPal, no problem. And. Uh, <laughs> And 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 um, the other thing I was I was going to say is I, there's been a lot of hype around Joshua Kelly, right? And you know he was getting opportunities whilst Austin Eckler was there. Austin Eckler's been hurt. Justin Jackson is a better running back than Josh Kelly, based off what I've seen, and the based off like Justin Jackson was PFF's highest or second highest graded running back last year. Like this kid can play, and. You know, Austin Eckler is obviously going to get feature duties when he comes back, but I think Justin Jackson's doing enough to start taking those opportunities away from Kelly. And you know, he was one of these guys who got a lot of hype on Twitter. People were dra people were drafting him. There's a lot of buzz around him in dynasty leagues. If you can move him for like a future two, I'm doing it all day. I'm happy to take the chance that you know he he might amount to nothing or he might amount to something, depending on what happens with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson moving forward. But certainly, I'm ready to. To, to pull not pull the plug but like I'm, I'm happy to take a calculated risk and move and make a, a small little profit a tidy profit on what you would have paid for, for josh kelly in, in dynasty league so i've been moving on from him i've scooped up justin justin jackson in a few places and yeah i think justin jackson is the superior running back yeah i mean that's a fair call i think it's a bit early to 
call Josh Kelly dead as of oh, right now. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not I'm not like burying him or anything like that. It's just, you know, we've seen almost a perfect storm happen for him right now. Austin Eckler's gone down. He got, you know, he was getting opportunities while he was there. Whilst Justin Jackson was hurt to start the year, he was banged yeah, yeah. up. So, yeah. so I'm not declaring him dead. He could still have like a good NFL career, all that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about like the the risk and what, how I play dynasty and stuff. I can make a little profit on this guy now. I'm yeah, for sure. It. Do it. That's yeah, that's do that's it. That, that's that's where I'm at. That's where yeah. I'm at. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss in the news, or or shall we move on? Now nah, we'll mozzie on down the down the road here. Let's do it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna head on over to the dead to me section. And we're at the point of the season now where we can almost categorically, you know, declare dead certain fantasy players, guys who we may have liked, and it's just not worked out. Uh, Corey, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to invite you to go first. Who is dead to you this year? Uh, Dead to me right now is Marvin Jones. And coming in to this season, I was never the Marvin Jones guy. And then I was like, you know what? I started buying into it. Um, I really wanted to get him. And I just thought, you know, basically, because I was such a Galladay fan and watching Galladay every week and, you know, the the issue with Galladay was, was you'd watch a Lions game and you'd be like, was that Galladay? Nope, it was Marvin no, Jones. No, it was Marvin Jones. <laughs> He's got his third touchdown of the day. And Galladay's got four for 50. Um so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a share of Marvin Jones. I'm going to get a few shares of Marvin Jones this year. Um, and it just hasn't panned out this year at all. Um, obviously, that Detroit Lions offense has kind of been whatever it's it's been. But, you know, he's not getting the target share. He's, you know, he's just not getting the love this year from, for for whatever reason. It just hasn't panned out up to this point. And I'm, I'm ready to cut bait. Yeah, it's been rough. He's certainly burned me a few times. I'm not going to be dropping him. They had their bye this week. They come back with a nice matchup this week. Yeah. This is a team that's one and three. They go on the road to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense stinks. And I think there could be some points here. I'll bet the over because I'll bet the over in every game. And then they got they got the Atlanta Falcons. They got the Atlanta Falcons in uh, you know, in, in the game after that. So I think by week seven, the end of week seven, I'll know whether Marvin Jones is is like cuttable. Right now, I'm not starting him. I want to oh, see a bit more. I want right to see a bit more involvement in week six, and then if and then and then, uh, you know, I'll take the plunge and play him in week seven if injuries and bye weeks sort of conspire to force me to do that. If you have to, you know, I had to make a move in one league where I had some buys and stuff. I needed a roster spot. I I just swapped them out. So threw them to the to the waiver wire um, this week. So um, if you need a spot, I, I understand like holding because they just came off their bye week to see kind yeah. of what what might happen. But at the same time, I don't have a problem cutting bait at this point. That's fair. I mean, what the fuck is going on with the Lions? Danny Amendola leads the team in targets. <laughs> Exactly. He also he also plays from the slot and has 21 targets and only 10 receptions. What? <laughs> what is that? No Danny, one knows. Come on, Danny. No, no playoff Danny here. Oh my goodness. Obviously, Kenny Galladay's only played two games. He's got his 15 targets, a couple of scores. But yeah, it's been absolutely brutal for the pretty much entire Lions offense. Let's see what they can get going. After their bye week, uh, my guy dead to me. It pains me to say this. Former teammate of Marvin Jones. Maybe there was something in the water in Cincinnati, but it's Definitely. but it's but it's AJ Green. I tried, man. I I I flew the flag. I I was the standard bearer. I I, I carried the torch for the first like four weeks of the season, and I was the guy on Twitter. But the air yards, but the targets. It's gonna happen. Because he was, he had like 13 targets in one game. I was like, this has got to happen, right? The opportunity is there. The production and the points will come. But the, the targets have dropped off. T. Higgins is getting more opportunities. Now he's banged up. And he just looks washed and disinterested. Now, maybe he goes to another team and sorts his shit out. I just don't think he wants to be on a team that's this no one's bad. Good. No one's taking him on in that contract. 
he's on a franchise tag, man. Like it's all it's all guaranteed. Like the 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 Bengals have already like been on the hook for it all, right? He can go to t- a team and play for a real small portion, I believe. Did he? Did he not? I thought no, he was- he's no, he never signed a deal. He's playing on the tag this year, so they could trade him. And he could play for another team for pretty cheap, maybe work out a deal, you know, somewhere else. But I think it's time for AJ Green to move on. He looks disinterested. He doesn't want to be there. Um, it's, Looked like he was it's, trying to block on that interception last week. <laughs> it didn't look like he was trying to do anything on the interception last week, to be honest. He just... <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, he, he's making eighteen million this year. So he's making eighteen million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's one of the candidates for worst contracts of the year, right? Yeah, for sure. That's def that's definitely up there, along with Le'Veon Bell. My goodness. Uh yeah, so AJ Green is completely dead to me. Like, if you need to like swap out for a fucking kicker to like <laughs> like AJ Green, gone. You're dead to me. I'm sorry at this point. It's Tyler Boyd, it's it's T. Higgins. Yeah, it's you know, Auden Tate might get get a few more looks, yeah, and, Joe, Joe, and Joe Mixon, Michael, Michael Thomas, the bad Michael Thomas. <laughs> Maybe that's he's the good getting. Michael Thomas now, the not suspended Michael Thomas. That's where we're at. The the, the not suspended Mike Thomas, Drew Sample. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yay, yay. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's been brutal for AJ Green, and yeah, it's it it does make me sad because. The opportunity in the first few weeks, I was like, "Yes, this is going to be a draft steal." This is a guy I was, I was taking taking the plunge on. We talked about this on a few shows in the preseason. I was take, I was happy taking on that risk with AJ Green, uh, but unfortunately, it just hasn't hasn't played out the way that we, uh, or certainly me and, and many others, uh, thought it thought it would. So they are the players who are dead to us for for this week. Marvin Jones and AJ Green. We'll we'll be back next week with two more guys who who are dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep finding them. We'll keep we'll keep dragging out corpses to be shamed here on the Vault Studio Fantasy yeah, sure. Football Podcast. We'll keep bringing bring out your dead, bring out your dead. All righty, let's move on to our buy, sell, and hold segment. Corey, I'm uh, doing it. Let's, let's who, who have you got? You can go any order you want. Fire them at me. What you got? All right. Well. This is a bit tricky, and I'm probably going to get some flack for this one. But I'm going to hold Brandon Cooks <laughs> because that's my guy. Um, I was on him from day one. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be tough um, getting incorporated into a new offense, um, you know, through all this virtual studying and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I still think he's the best receiver on his team. I understand Will Fuller is Will Fuller, um, but I still like Brandon Cooks. Um, they obviously went out and tried to get him the ball last week, and it, just do that every week, please. Just eight, <laughs> eight, eight catches for 160, or you know, that would be nice. Um, yeah, he just – I think he's capable of doing that probably another two or three times a season, and Agreed. if that's the case, um, I, just, I just hold on. For dear life, and hopefully, you know, he he puts it together there with Deshaun Watson, who badly needs to, um, some receivers to throw to. For sure, for sure. No, I'm I'm on board with that, and uh, you know, uh, I, I I do prefer you know uh, shitting on you and calling you out for your bad calls, but I do I got to give I got to give you props here because for those for those who sort of don't know, uh, every, every week I I run uh, through fancy football down under just a, a small low stakes DFS contest on DraftKings. We get as many people in there as we can. Uh, everyone pays their their five bucks. It's winner takes all, and, and this week, uh, yeah, Mister Mister Corey at C Money Fifty Two took it down. And his faith in his guy, his faith in his guy was rewarded because he played Brandon Cooks. And I tell you what, after his 0-0-0 game the week before, I'm pretty sure Corey was the only one in the in the group who played who played Brandon Cooks. So bold move paid off. You've got to you've got to swing for the fences when it's a winner takes all contest. Uh, he certainly did that, and it paid off to uh, to great effect. So uh, and when you only have forty two hundred dollars left in DFS, then you know and it fits you gotta, in. Meanwhile, yeah, I was sat. I, I, w- I was sat there just crying, setting fire to money, playing Ian Thomas at tight end. <laughs> Nothing. Are you kidding me? What's wrong with you, Carolina? 
You played the Atlanta Falcons. You played the Atlanta Falcons and you still couldn't get Ian Thomas the football. Damn it, damn it, damn it. But yeah, congr- congratulations to you, my friends. Um, oh, I'm having all kinds of technical difficulties over here. I'm, work- I'm working two laptops tonight and one of them has just decided to just switch off. So that's fun. So I'll be, br- I'll be bringing back my, I'll be bringing back my uh, show notes shortly. But in the, in the interest of because I've lost my show notes, I'm going to ask you to continue with your with your with your either buy or buy or sell. Now we've we've done uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, my sell is uh, Daryl Henderson from the Rams. Um, he's you know he's really been beneficial to the owners that have drafted him and where you draft him at. I think you can get back some value now um, mm-hmm. for you know where you drafted him basically. So. If you don't have to sell them, I, I get holding them as well. Um, or if you're like super desperate for a running back, I understand being on the other side. But I do think um, where you drafted them, you probably already have depth at running back. You didn't draft them yeah. to be your RB2 um, or even a flex play. You drafted them as a 4-5, and I think you can get more than that back at current price, especially with the running backs that are down at the moment. Yeah, for for sure. I think you could probably you could probably do that. And you know, let's let's have a look at uh, he got you a couple of big games, right? But Malcolm Brown yeah. is starting to come back. Cam Akers is going to get more of a role. This is going to be like a 30-30-30 backfield. Uh, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be messy for fantasy purposes. It's I was very 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 proud of myself in a dynasty league. I shifted Darrell Henderson for a, a future first, like right after his blow up game. I was very pleased with that because I'm a uh, Cam Akers stand truth until I die there with Cam Akers and it, oh, felt, no. it, it felt like I uh, you know I'd uh, you know t- taking candy from a baby getting that trade over the line for Darrell Henderson uh, but yeah I certainly would be looking to move him uh, you know try and get you know maybe do you need some tight end help or yeah, maybe, wide maybe receiver, it, or a wide or... receiver I mean I'm just trying to think of some names right of some guys that you might be able to go and target that maybe haven't performed to the level that we would expect that you go mm, okay that could be interesting uh, I'm just thinking maybe a little bit too rich, but because, you know, Chase Claypool had his big blow-up game, people might be starting to sour a little bit on Deontay Johnson. I'd be inclined to maybe try and go and get a little bit of Deontay Johnson, if possible. Yep. I don't know if that's a realistic trade to, to put out there, but maybe. Yeah, for Anderson, he, he should be able to. Um, yeah, that's, that's something no, that comes the to mind. Thing, the funny thing with, with these people are always going to be like, oh, not my league. Um, but at the same right. time, you, you know, you got to you got to throw these things out there. Um, you could look at yeah, Deontay Johnson, maybe like Justin Jefferson if you want to take a kind of a shot. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you'll get Jefferson, uh, but but yeah, uh, so certainly if you can, I'd be I'd bite I, your hand off. I think you could. I mean, you could pl- always play like Jefferson didn't have a good game last week, and you can always play the the Thielen's on pace for 150 targets. So um, that's fun. Um, maybe even Julian Edelman who hasn't played in a while. Um, Devontae Parker has kind of been up and down, guys like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can also play the whole, you know, scarcity of the running back position, uh, so on and so forth. For All sure. right, I, I've got I've got my notes back, my laptop's back up and running. But since we're on a roll, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you finish off. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the floor here. Give give the people your buy. All right, my buy is Lavisca Chenault. Um, grab him wherever you can because this dj shark injury i think it's going to linger um he ended last season an ankle injury um and he just never really got right i i was never a dj shark guy but i understand he's very important in offense but chenault's become that kind of bailout safety blanket receiver and he's getting tons of targets underneath and it's only a matter of time before he breaks you know some of those and get you some big yardage games as well and i think um you know he's he's gonna score. I think he'll score four or five touchdowns this year. He only has one, I think, so far. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he'll end up with four or five at the end of the year. So Lavisca Chenault's my buy, and I think you get him for, for fairly cheap. I, I love that call. I think Lavisca has looked great, and you've seen his role evolve as the season has gone on. He's gone yeah. from the guy where they're like, we're trying to manufacture touches to we're playing this guy as our wide receiver. We're getting him the ball as a receiver. And he's right. a freak, man. We talked yeah. about this in, in we talked about this in the preseason that if it wasn't for injury and he could have gone to the combine, this guy was a lock for a first round pick. His size, speed, he's just an absolute specimen. I watched a clip of him 
uh, I think I think it was in the like, uh, last week, right? They played the um, they played Houston. He killed. He he ran this whip route and killed the cornerback. I I, I, I couldn't see. It was pretty grainy. I couldn't see who the cornerback big. was. He's too big. He's too so, big to be able to do that. He's like it was right. like you know it was if you'd expect like Stefan Diggs to do that or DJ Moore, right? Everyone saw DJ Moore on that whip route just just break ankles. But he, DJ Moore's like what one eighty pounds, something like that. Right. Like he's a slight frame dude. Lavisca's two twenty, grown ass man situation, and just just breaking ankles. He shouldn't be able to do that. I love the talent, love the ability, uh, and he's shown durability thus far. Uh, so all needles pointing up for Visca. Love that. Bye. All right, it's my turn. Your turn. Your my turn. turn. All righty. Let's uh, start with my hold. My hold is Joe Mixon. Um, and my guy. Your guy. Your guy. My guy, Joe Mixon. And the, the the arrow is going in the right direction for Joe Mixon. First few mm. weeks, everyone's like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go again. Bust Joe Mixon wasn't worth the draft pick. Geo's opportunities are finally getting carved away, right? In week four, he didn't have a single target or run a single route. And in week five, he didn't have a single carry either. The opportunity is getting further and further away. Mixon had a 90% opportunity share in week five, which was second highest at the running back position, and finishes the running back 18 in week five. Obviously, it was a brutal matchup, right? We saw how badly the the the, 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 the Bengals offense got beaten up by the Ravens defense. And still, he was running back 18 because he had all of that beautiful shiny delicious opportunity that we want in fantasy football yes yes this is what we want now he goes against the colts another difficult matchup but nowhere near as brutal uh and he's a fringe rb1 for me this week but this opportunity if he's gonna get 85 percent plus opportunity moving forward which i think is likely this guy you know he's got top five upside i i love joe mixon the talent's there and he's doing it in spite of just horrendous offensive line play. So Joe Mixon is my hold at the moment. Um, the reason why he's not a buy for me is just because the guys who drafted him, uh, well, certainly from my perspective, and I'm sure it's the same for you, I, I'm not ready to move on from, like, I would not be selling him. I've had a few trade offers come in and I've I've swatted them away because I'm confident yeah, no. he's, he's going to turn this around and I'm certainly not selling either. So that's where he is for a hold for me. My sell rookie of the week, the guy who had the big blow-up game, Chase Claypool. I mean, to me, has there ever been a more screaming like screaming sell? And this has nothing to do with his talent or what I think about him as a as a as a, no, as a prospect. It has everything to do with your love for Juju and Deontay. <laughs> well, A, yes. But B, we're just talking about simple opportunity. And before I move on to why we should sell, I don't want to downplay what a tremendous performance it was. I'll also say this is likely going to be the greatest fantasy game of Clay, Chase Claypool's career. Like 40-odd points. He, he, he might never eclipse that again in his fourth game. So some of it was, you know, great play. There was also, you know, shitty coverages. Uh, he got that the manufactured touchdown on 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 the the sweep into the end zone. And then there was the touchdown, which was like there was like a quad bunch formation and uh, you know. The, the other receivers did their job and he just strolled into the end zone. So he made yeah. some plays, some opportunities were manufactured for him. Take, take the good, take all, all, all good stuff, right? The fourth touchdown, I don't know if everyone remembers this. He got a free release on a linebacker. Big Ben saw it, audible the play. The entire world knew what was coming, right? There's big open, open gap in the scene. He's matched up on a linebacker with, with the biggest open cushion you could possibly ever want. Big Ben told the whole world the ball was going to Claypool. He stoned the linebacker and, and scored. It was just horrific defense by the Eagles. Um, but here's, here's, here's where I'm concerned. Deontay Johnson was out most of the game. He got like a knock to the back. Then the opportunities came for Claypool. He also did it against the Eagles, who are ranked 29th in past DVOA on football outsiders. Yeah, they're not good. And Right, they are not good. He only ran 24 routes, which was like 40 or 50th at the position. I stopped counting down the Excel spreadsheet because there were so many receivers that ran more routes. Now, the good news is he had 70% of the team air yards. You're like, ooh, that's good. But Big Ben isn't dropping back and going deep either. So 70% is a huge number. 
but it's 70% of a pretty small pie. The, the, the Steelers were 22nd in air yards in, in, in week five. So I just think with the lack of routes, Big Ben is not throwing deep like he used to. Uh, there was a, a moment when he was like seven for eight for 36 yards. It was like peak Alex Smith, uh, you know, <laughs> stat line. Shout out, yeah. tip, tip of the hat to Alex Smith, by the way, on his comeback. Congratulations to him. So that's why Claypool's a sell for me. People are going crazy getting him on the wire, spending all kinds of waiver money. If you did go and get him, go and flip him for someone else. See what you can do. See what you can yeah. get. And I'm not, and when I say sell, right, I don't mean, oh, just go and sell him for whatever because you've just picked him up and now you can get him for someone. Of course not. But, you know, see if you can upgrade another position. Package him in a two for one. In redraft, one for one trades rarely work. But if you can get Claypool as a makeup piece in a, in a bigger, in, with another guy to, to go up and get someone else, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure doing that. So that's my situation with Chase Claypool. <clears throat> and then finally, my buy. And I'll pay up to get there. Hollywood Brown. Man, we thought he was going to have the big blow up week. He finally got his touchdown against the Bengals, but the, the Bengals offense was so putrid and. They just the, the the need wasn't there. I thought it was going to be a bit more of a shootout. Borough was bad. It was all bad. But there is a big blow up coming. He's running a route on eighty three percent of Lamar Jackson's dropbacks, and he's eighth in the NFL in targets per route run. He's got a twenty six percent target share and accounts for forty three point eight percent of the Ravens' air yards, which is third in the NFL. It's like Adam The it's Adam Thielen and um. Uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins and then and then uh, yeah Hollywood Brown in terms of uh, percentage of team air yards. The opportunity is just off the charts for this kid. He's super talented. I'm going to keep playing him in DFS. I'm going to keep playing in my lineups. The blow up games are coming for Hollywood because it's Mark Andrews, it's Hollywood Brown, and it's no one else in that offense. Boykin, Sneed, Duvernay, they're not a thing like week to week. They might have occasional plays, but but that's all they will be. This is Andrews and Hollywood, and Hollywood is currently the wide receiver 30, and I would not be shocked by the end of the season if he's a top 15 wide receiver. Yeah, I don't mind that call. Um, I actually bought him, or I got week two, after week two. Um, I did have to I did have to pay up a bit for it, but I had the depth at running back, so um, I traded David Montgomery for him at the time. Um, so. I um, I mean, I think both owners would be happy in that situation, but I, I do think if you need a receiver, um, this is a, guy, a nice guy to have on your roster because, you know, he can, with one play, he can win a, win a, win a matchup for you. So, um, yeah, I, I like that one. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I love it. Let's, um, let's move on, man. Let's move on to, uh, some streams for the week, huh? Um, let's do it. Let's do it. We know we, we 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 like to stream quarterbacks, tight ends, defenses. We can do it. Now the criteria for these guys, uh, they like they're under thirty percent owned on ESPN. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think my miss my quarterback definitely missed that. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to go first, and if yours doesn't qualify, that's okay. Uh, you can still you can I still mean... call it. You just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll make it more. I'll make it more clear next time because on the show sheet it says streams less than thirty percent owned, but I'll highlight it and I'll put some flashing lights on there and say, Corey, check your time zones and check the streams whether oh. they're under thirty percent owned or not. All right, fine. Thanks. <laughs> but the guy I'm going with at quarterback is Fitz Magic, quarterback ten on the season, man. Right, Fitzpatrick. I know quarterback I've ten. Got- I've grabbed him in a few spots for this week, so I'm I'm all in on Fitzpatrick this week. He's playing the uh, Jets, man. He could be a top five quarterback this week. <laughs> like that's possible. Uh, it's definitely possible. Um, it's not likely. It's possible. He's had at least twenty four fantasy points in the last four games. Thirty yeah, no, points against the Forty ers He's crushing it, and he's got the Jets. So uh, I love Fitz Magic this week. Yeah, I, I don't mind that call at all. I think you, you know, and he's always, he could end, always end up with a rushing touchdown too. Because he's just a gamer, man. He, you can tell, you can just tell, and there's a, there's a reason why this team isn't playing Tua yet. It's because Fitzpatrick has that locker room, and he's playing well enough to just like build the character of this team. This team will follow Fitzpatrick 
into battle. You can just see the way that they respond to him out there on the field. They absolutely love him. It's so much fun watching him play. Uh, I'm here for, for Fitzmagic to be in the NFL for many more years to come. All right, who's your who's your quarterback? Um, right, I'm pretend. switching it. I'm switching oh, it. Oh, he's switching no. it. Oh, switcheroo. <laughs> I'm switching it. I'm going Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins against this Atlanta Falcons, uh, whatever this kind of defense is. Um, it's not going to be pretty. Um, I do think, like, actually the advanced stats on for Kirk Cousins have been really good. He's one of the most explosive um, passers in the game. He just doesn't yeah. throw enough. Um, so I think if Atlanta can somehow put up a fight in this one um, just on the scoreboard um, and they force the Vikings to actually throw the ball, <laughs> not run the ball 50 times, um, I really like Kirk Cousins in this spot. Uh, I think, you know, Thielen's in another really nice spot as well. And those receivers, Justin Jefferson as well, um, you know, probably lead into one of your other streamers. But, um, yeah, I, I like um, I like Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, I like it. And as you said on the advanced stats, like uh, in terms of deep, deep passes and also uh, play action, Kirk Cousins is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season. It's just that they're, you know, just that they are – you know, calling the the plays from the Bible of the run game and just not wanting right. to uh, wanting to open it up, unfortunately. But the matchup this week couldn't be better. Uh, I think what happened is the Atlanta Falcons got COVID and didn't tell anyone, and they've just been going around like the greater Atlanta area, getting high school players to come and play defense for them. It's the only it's the only explanation. It's the only explanation I have because they have just truly, truly, truly been a, been abysmal. They should they they could at least you know go and borrow like the George's defense and maybe put up a bit, of, maybe put up a bit of a, a bit of a better fight right now. Cause it's just, it's just been bad. It's been really, really bad for the Falcons. So I do like Kirk Cousins this week. I think Adam Thielen has the potential to finish as the, the wide receiver one this week. He's been incredible. And he's just been absolutely ridiculously. Like we predicted Lewis, just like we predicted. Well, yes, correct. We will victory <laughs> lap that one. Uh, till, till the, uh, Till the uh, cows come home, because we were all over Adam Thielen and his absolute steal, like fourth round ADP. Remember, you could yeah. start. Ru- remember, remember in the good old days, you could start three running backs and then draft Adam Thielen as your first wide receiver off the board. Yeah, that was a great strategy. That was that was it. Good, it was good if you picked the running backs that didn't get hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so my tight end streamer, you alluded to, it, is Earth Smith Junior. Uh, he's starting to emerge in this offense, and I think the matchup is great for him here. He went four for 64 last week on five targets, ran 31 routes. He's separating himself from Kyle Rudolph as the primary pass catcher. We think the shootout potential, especially with potentially no Dalvin Cook. Maybe with no Dalvin Cook, they they, they lean on the pass a little bit more. Uh, because, you know, the mentality is we've got Dalvin Cook. We think he's the best running back in the league. We want to give him the ball as much as possible. No Dalvin Cook. Maybe they start to throw the ball a little bit more. And the Falcons, despite Ian Thomas absolutely boning me last week and doing nothing for me, the Falcons have still given up the third, third most points per game to the tight end position so far in the season. So, you know, wipe out one of the games and they're still just truly one of the worst teams against the tight end position, uh, you know, in the league. So Irv Smith, very much a, a good streamer for me. And again, he's going to be a cheap, cheap DFS player. I haven't looked up his price on DraftKings, but I'll probably play some Irv Smith Jr. this week. Yep. That leads to mine, who people probably really haven't been paying attention to. Um, that's Trey Burton of the Colts. Uh, obviously, a lot of people have been paying attention to Mo Alley Cox. However, Mo Alley is, you know, he's an athlete, but he's. I don't think he's exactly what the Colts are looking for as far as raw he is an athlete. Rocking. My goodness. Um, but he's he's very raw, so I should put it that way. And I think he's more of a project for them. But Trey Burton's been getting more and more snaps. He's getting um he's right there with the dad runner, Jack Doyle, on that offense, and they don't really have any pass catchers whatsoever. Um Trey Burton's getting a little, used a lot more, and I, I really like him in this spot because like I said, there's not a whole lot of weapons on this Colts team at the moment to to look at. So um, Trey Burton, I think, is better than a dad runner, to be honest. Um, so I, it's only a matter of time before he gets, you know, even more of the work here. Well, Trey Burton's Travis Kelsey light, don't you remember? 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, for sure. No, Travis, uh, Trey Burton's a heck of an athlete. He is not a dad runner. That 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 dude is is certainly an athlete. And yeah, I he's, he's he is getting getting more involved. Um, Moelle Cox. He's a, he's he's big, former basketball player, but he is only like yeah. six. Six six foot five, man. I don't even think I don't even think he could handle you one on one. I don't think he's got the size. I don't think he's got the size. You <laughs> uh, <he> might now. <laughs> one one v one. Who wins, Corey or Mo Ali Cox? Six foot nine, Corey. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to tease that out. Maybe we should tweet him. Yeah, we'll start we'll start chirping him because players love when you tag them with shit like that. Yeah, I'm sure. They, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know, this just got me thinking though, talking about like what we need to do is we need to get a sponsor a sponsorship for the podcast for like big and tall clothes, and you can be like the spokesman, yeah, you can man. be like the guy. Like yeah. for, like let's let's do it for, 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 for guys for guys who need like triple triple XL shirts. Yeah, the, the double XL T's man, it's hard <laughs> to find, bro. They're hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Dude, what size are your feet? <laughs> Size fourteen. Those are oh, hard to find shit. as well. I was gonna say, like, I'm I'm like twelve and a half to thirteen, depending on it. Like, I've got weirdly large feet for my height. I'm only six two. It sounds like you've got abnormally small feet for your height. <laughs> it sounds like, like, I know it sounds crazy to say, but it sounds like size fourteen feet, like, is small for a guy who's six nine. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's why you're so nimble and such an athlete, and why you could dominate hey. Mo Ali Cox in a one on one. <laughs> I didn't say that, but <laughs> that's I'm pretty sure. If we roll back the tape later, we'll hear Corey say, "Oh yeah, I could take Mo Ali one on one." <laughs> Your words. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I'm I'm lost. Where are we? Oh, we're onto the de- defenses. Defenses were streaming. Um, I like both of the ones we've got here. Uh, I'll funny. take what. Yeah, I, read, I read yours, and then I just was like, "You're like, I'll funny. take I'll take the other side of that coin." Um, yeah. I'm taking the football team against the New York Giants. The Giants are 28th in pass block win rate. Uh, the offensive line stinks. Um, weirdly enough, Washington are only 26 in pass, pass rush win rate. But I think they're better than that. I think this pass rush will get better. Uh, you know, they've got all the talent there. And they're going up against, uh, I refuse to call him Danny Dimes anymore. I'm re-nicknaming uh, Daniel Jones, Danny Dollar Store, because he is a cheap imitation of an NFL quarterback. He's played 18 career games. Get this, 18 career games, and he has 17 interceptions and 22 fumbles. How do you fumble the ball 22 times in 18 games? What is that about, Danny Dollar Store? Sort your shit out. But I think Chase Young is going to eat Andrew Thomas's lunch, breakfast, dinner, and his girlfriend or wife, if he if he has a partner, Chase Young is coming for it all. There's going to be sacks galore. There's going to be turnovers. I think the football team is very much in play as a streaming defense and in daily fantasy. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going the other side of that one. I'm taking the Giants because that Washington offense is abysmal. Yeah. Um, wow. And as much as I like love seeing Alex Smith back, please don't put that man on the field anymore. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Just let him hold the clipboard and look nice on the sideline. Because I was holding my breath. Aaron Donald liked the second play of the game. It's like grabbed him by the shoulder pad and I was like, oh. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did I did I did have to laugh. I saw a very very funny tweet. There's like a gambling guy called I think his name's J- Joey Nish on Twitter. I can't exactly remember. But he was like, guys, you know, fuck this, everyone like worried about Alex Smith. If he wants to sack up and get out there, I'm I'm calling every blitz play possible and sending the house after him and trying yeah. to get <laughs> And they so, did, right? And right. Uh, But, yeah, I, I like this call. I was weighing up Giants football team. I think both of these defenses. I think – you know, I always say I want to bet the over. I think this is a game I'm going to bet the under in. <laughs> For sure. Because uh, I think it could be bad. Uh, all right, that is our streams. Now, we're going to introduce – we're going to debut a new segment right here. We're going to bring in JA, and we're going to enter into the fantasy football court. Hello, guys. Uh, now it's about time you got me on your show to try and bring the the talent level up a little bit so great work now i've been given uh i guess the rundown of what is going to happen right now and i'm going to read that and i'm not going to say any words wrong because i've practiced it several times 
so in today's matter, the plaintiff, Corey Easley, is suing the defendant, Lewis Glover, for what he claims was negligent advice to draft Kenyon Drake in the first round. The defendant is counter-suing with his own action against the plaintiff for his advice to draft Levian Bell. I will start with the defendant. Lewis, how do you play? Not guilty, Your Honor. Okay, I'm gonna I want to hear your story on why you were not guilty to start with. Well, Your Honor, it all comes <laughs> down to my defenses. It's strong, it's clear, it's very mm. simple. And in the world of fantasy football, we all preach and practice the dogma. Process over results. And I'll be the first to admit the results, the results of Kenyon Drake. Overruled. The results of Kenyon Drake. I'm the judge here. Overruled. (laughs) The results of Kenyon Drake have nay been good, but I still maintain that the process, the process behind drafting Kenyon Drake was good. Now, he is currently the running back 32. Granted, not good. However, he does have the 11th highest weighted opportunity share, or excuse me, opportunity share at the running back position. He's also fifth in carries. So there is work coming. However, Mm. the Cardinals have become a more pass-heavy team this year from last year. They've gone up 3%, 54%, up from 51% in neutral and positive game script situations. And therein lies the problem with Kenyon Drake. What we thought... What we anticipated his receiving usage was going to be his 4.4 targets per game in 2019 on the Arizona Cardinals has been siphoned off by this pretender, this joke, Chase Edmonds, this nobody. This fucking, nope, no more. No, 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 that's going to hurt. Hopkins, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. The court will allow Hopkins to take the targets. Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds is getting 4.6 targets per game. That's three targets per game more than he was getting last year. Now, my thesis on this is that Kenyon Drake, the injury that wasn't an injury, the walking boot that didn't need a walking boot, Kenyon Drake was more hurt than he led on coming into this season. This has affected what they want him to do in the passing game. He's not getting the targets. They're taking him off the field. The process was right. The results have been... I I rest my case. You're telling me that I got... he still gets enough carries to be productive, but he isn't productive, which to me is the definition of a bad fantasy football player, which means... I think made my the offensive line stinks, Your Honor. <laughs> they don't. They're not that bad. They're not that bad. There's worse. There's worse. Oh, there's okay. worse, but... I on. am going to rule in favour of the plaintiff, Corey Easley, on this one. This you gave bullshit. I object. Advice, but, but don't make me go and get my gavel, as I called it earlier. Gavel. Um, but you have won that case, Corey. But now you have to. Uh, how do you play against the countersuit of the advice to draft Levian Bell? I suggest you include Adam Gase in this defense. Oh, thank you. I already had that in there, Your Honor. Um, so the curious case of Levian Bell. Well, let's let's be honest here. Um, Everything that we thought coming into the season with the Jets offense has actually become true, which never really happens in fantasy. Um, a lot of fantasy pundits out there think they know what offenses are going to look like. Well, the Jets are exactly what we thought they might look like. They are absolutely horrendous on offense in all phases. Um, I would like to say that you know this is kind of a, a gift for Le'Veon Bell fantasy owners for him to get out of that situation and potentially land in, you know, a Kansas city, a new England, um, a pr- potentially a better opportunity for him to produce at a high level. So just looking here using at Scott Barrett DFB, I would like to uh, insert this as evidence. Um, Ryan Tannehill. Introduce the court. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill with Adam Gase, 89, 89.0 passer rating. Without Gase, 115.4. Leads the NFL. Robbie Anderson with Gase, 10.1 points per game. 55th wide receiver overall. In 2020, 
18.2 points per – oh, sorry, points per route per game. Devontae Parker, with Gase, 8.1 points per reception. Without Gase, 15.1. And Le'Veon Bell, with Gase, 13.5 PPR points per game. So and with all the information, why objection, did you recommend Objection, it? Your Honor. If you have all this information how bad everyone is with exactly. Adam Gase. Exactly. Oh, he, he is now – what? I'm trying to defend – I'm trying to defend the fact that you have Le'Veon Bell, that you drafted Le'Veon Bell. The you're still drafting him on an Adam Gase team on a terrible better. offense. You yeah. just no, I, I like the I like the you're angle. Getting you're, you're, you're getting, getting bailed out. You're getting bailed out in the same the same donkeys. The same oh, it's good. It's going to turn the around. same donkeys that drafted Le'Veon Bell are getting bailed out, just like the donkeys who drafted Leonard Fournette got bailed out when he got you know caught what? by the Jaguars. You know what? Donkeys aren't getting bailed out. The ones that drafted Kenyon Drake. In the oh, I tell you, I tell you right now, I tell you right now, Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, and I'm I'm laying it all on the line here oh, in a no. fist, in a rage, oh, no. in a rage of emotion. Don't Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake will score oh, more not... fantasy points oh, no. than Le'Veon Bell from this day forth till the end of the season. Oh no! Of course, you've gone and done that. Um, now, you put that on the board. Just due to the, the total disrespect Lewis Glover has for this court, I am ruling in favor of Corey Eastley again. Are Corey you shitting me? Objection, Your <laughs> Honor! I will Le'Veon be appealing Bell this. I will be appealing this. Season around, he's escaped Gase. Now, I thought Gase would get fired, and that's how he'd escape him. But he has escaped, Gase. He's going to land somewhere really, really sore. Yep. This is a show trial. This is a Trotsky, Trotsky level show trial. The verdict was already decided before this was started. This is delusion. This is fixed. And Corey lined my pockets heavier. I'm going to put it out there. I'm a judge that can be bought. And Corey bought it. He bought it with that beautiful smile, Lewis. That's how he bought it. This okay. is bullshit, Your Honor. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lewis. This, I rule in favor. I rule in Thank favor you. of Corey Easley on both. It is, it is decided. It is decided. Okay. This, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is good so pay. good. I think we got to make this. A, we got to make this a fixture. That was great. Um, but I, for real, in in my rage of emotion and uh, you know slightly a Shiraz filled uh, decision making. Shout out to Hardy's if they want to be a wine sponsor for the podcast go ahead hardy's the chronicles thank you bit of delicious shiraz there uh yeah kenyon drake will outscore Le'Veon bell in fantasy points from week six onwards points per game done points per game done oh shit Lev bell's gonna have like two games and that's it it's gonna be huge um <laughs> that was that, that was that was great. We're gonna we'll uh, we'll keep the court rolling through through the the rest of the season. Though. Um, but we'll 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 wrap things up with our last little segment here. We'll bring in the top sport bet of the week. Head on over to topsport.com.au. Choose the Vault Studio as your referrer. And the bet I've got this week, I couldn't believe it. They're still offering odds, season long odds, on receiving yards, rushing yards. And the one that caught my eye was a young. Mr. Calvin Ridley paying $9.50 to lead the NFL in receiving yards. And the reason, Corey, I like this one, he's currently fifth. He's about 40 yards off DeAndre Hopkins' pace, who leads the NFL right now. Julio Jones is banged up. He might not play week six. Maybe he re-aggravates the injury. The Falcons are winless at the moment. I mean, I like the I like the Vikings to potentially win this game. The, 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 the Falcons could be 0-6 by the time Julio's ready to go again. They just gave him a new contract. Shut him down. Why are they they're not going to be rolling and risking out Julio if they're 0-6? I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't be. I'd say, hey man, take an early holiday. We know what you're about. Protect yourself, stay safe, all of that kind of stuff. So I think paying $9.50. Uh, for for Calvin Ridley to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Uh, when we talked about, we've, we've had it before, one of the previous bets was Matt Ryan to lead the NFL in, in passing yards. We talked about how bad this defense is, all games they play in the dome, the strength of schedule they've got, da, 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 all of these factors rolling into Calvin Ridley paying $9.50, sprinkle a nice uh, $10, $20, $30 on that. That could be a very nice little uh, profit to be made come yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, I don't mind that at all because I, I do think if Julio, if this injury lingers, I don't see why they should play him. 
um, at all. I think it would be kind of like a, <laughs> hate to say it, an AJ Green situation from last year um, where they're just like, AJ, just come back next year and not be terrible. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Julio would mail it in like AJ. But, um, yeah, I could see that happening. I, I don't think that's a bad a bad take at all, especially at $9.50. Yeah, it's the nine dollars fifty price, or what is that in in US odds? Plus nine ninety five hundred. Is that is that how that uh, works? Plus nine hundred. Nine fifty plus nine fifty. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Those those odds are crazy. You guys need to sort sort that odds making situation out. I know you, I know you're new to betting and stuff in in the states, but those odds have got to be changed. I'm sorry, Corey. That's fine. I like doing either one. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. We've, we've just gone over the hour mark. Uh, this was a ton of fun. I'm glad 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 we're back. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week. We we won't let Corey handle the time scheduling uh, ish, uh, situation moving forward. Yeah. We'll make sure that we are we are ready to go. So thank you to everyone who tuned in and watched. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please go ahead uh, subscribe. Uh, if you listen on Apple, please leave a five star rating and review. And we hope that algorithm. Bring other people to the Vault Studio uh, family, uh, and yeah, um, if you if announcements coming up, so big announcements tuned. coming up, big announcements coming up. Stay tuned, uh, but that'll do it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. For Corey, for producer James, I'm Lewis. Uh, take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Vault Studio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to keep up with our video content, head over to YouTube, subscribe, and click the notification bell. Thanks for listening.